All right. Well, welcome everybody to the Nefesh podcast. This is episode 10 and this is a true privilege to have on and welcome my sister Paula and uh, we're going to be dialoguing and sharing uh, regarding her unique history and uh, even though my family, our family is a bit crazy, she's got a really crazy history and story and so I'm just I'm excited to have her on. Thanks for being on, Paula. Sure. Yeah, it's a privilege for me. So this sounds this is going to sound weird, but the truth is I didn't know you existed until I was like 15. Um, and and I didn't I I I didn't even meet you until I think I was 21 maybe. And maybe not so crazy, you know, today with everybody's blended families, but but our your story is really just so interesting. It's really powerful, and we've talked a lot about it, gone into detail um, about how you came into the family, found us, um, and all the different experiences that you've uh, you've had. And I know I've told you before that you need to write a book because your story is just it's just really cool. But take us back. You so you were adopted. You were adopted out. Uh, our family, uh, my mom was going through a divorce with her, her first husband. And so you were the fifth coming along behind four others. And the way she described it to me was um, she, she was working nights at the post office in Santa Ana, California. And she, she had four kids that were, you know, kind of being watched during the day or would go to school, but there was no way as a single mom, she was going to be able to care for an infant. And so she, at that moment, just, you know, felt like she needed to give you up for adoption and, and, you know, felt like that was the best option for you. So uh, take us back all the way as far back as you want to go. Do you remember being born? (laughs) No, my memory is so poor. That is not even (laughs) an option. Well, so take us through your your early childhood. Do were did you always know that you were adopted? Yes, um, I was always told um, from a young age that I was adopted. Um, I don't remember. um, I don't remember like my parents sitting me down and and saying that, but I just. It, um, knew that I just uh, I don't know how they told me or when exactly but I just grew up knowing that um, my sister I have a sister who my adopted parents had adopted three years prior um, I you know knew she was adopted and we just we had different birth parents and we you know we didn't either of us have any information about that um, we just knew that we, you know, were loved and everything and, and that was all good. We just, but we did always know that we were adopted, both of us. So you, you knew a little bit about, uh, and I know you'll get into this a little bit later, but you knew a little bit about your, your birth mom, right? That, that something that I think your parents tried to tell you a little bit, they didn't want you to know a whole lot, just uh, for obvious reasons, they didn't want you to maybe go off and, and join this traveling circus of a family, maybe. Um, but <laughs> they, they told you just a little bit, like you had a little bit to go on. But was it always really 
a desire to eventually find your birth mom or were you cool? Just kind of, you know, I got great parents. I've got a great life. I'm just, I'm just cool. Not knowing everything else. Um, I always, I always had a desire, um, to know where I came from always. Um, I'm not like one that can have, um, an unknown. It's not comfortable for me to sit with that. Um, and so I don't know that it had initially anyway, that it had so much to do with, oh, I, I'm desiring a, a parent. Cause I did have great parents. Right. It, but for me, this unknown was uncomfortable to mm. sit with. And I needed to see one of the things about being adopted is that um, I always call it like kind of a disconnectedness, mm-hmm. like your parent, like my parents were both from obviously different families. Right. And then usually when ch- children are born, they have this natural tendency to be somewhat like their parents. And my sister and I both were from two different sets of parents other than my our parents. Right. And I just always felt that that created this sense of um, disconnectedness. It, it, it's not a good word really, but um, just this feeling that we were four individuals um, making a family and mm-hmm. uh, it just was kind of an, a way um I don't know. It was just a, it was just a thought process that I had. I, my sister and I are very different personality wise and also um, physically and in every way. And so it didn't ever feel to me like the families of my friends. I never felt like we had the same kind of family as everyone else. Yeah. Um, so I always did have a desire, yes, to find her. And I um, I didn't know, um, I really didn't know anything until I was a little bit older, but um, I did always have a desire. And when I would be upset with um, my parents, just as a child and then this immature thought process, I would, um, you know, be like, well, I have other parents and, um, <laughs> you know, you know you're not my only option kind of thing, which wasn't exactly, you know, true. I was so immature, you know, I'd be like, you know, so I'm sure that made my parents feel great, but <laughs> or I feel badly about that now, of course, but, you know, I would like hop on my bike and mm. go ride around and I, I can picture, I, I know like there was once. I don't know how old I was. I was maybe eight is what I think. Um, and I, I rode my bike over to a neighborhood that was, it was not the traditional, um, it was an adjacent neighborhood, but not the one I would generally go to. And I rode over and I was riding around and I remember um, it was in one of these little fits of um, peak that I had. And I, I remember riding around and seeing a lady um, taking groceries out of the back of her station wagon, you know, and going in the house. And I was like, maybe that's her, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I just, it was just the dumbest thing, but I really always, I did always feel for whatever reason, um, that she was close by. Um, I didn't think, I didn't have thoughts like that about 
a birth father for whatever reason. Um, and maybe, I don't know, but I did about mom. I felt that she was close yeah. and, um, so yeah, I didn't know more until I was older. Um, and, well, and we, we yeah. found out later that when we, after we met you and we're talking with you that you actually lived just what a few blocks, a few neighborhoods over from where we were. Yeah. So I've always thought that as one of the most miraculous parts yeah. of my story is that, um, when I was adopted, um, when mom put me up for adoption, she went to an attorney in orange County where she was living. Um, and she went to him because our aunt had also given up That's a right. child and had used that attorney. And so grandma told mom, go to Gordon Chitris. He's, he, he helped aunt Lynn. And so, um, she went to this attorney who was a friend of my parents Oh, and, um, yeah, but at the time they were living in LA County in Huntington park, your parents were, and so mm -hmm, my adopted parents, Ed and Gloria lived in Huntington park, LA County at the time. So it was really kind of unique that they made this connection through Gordon being in different counties. I mean, you know, at that time it was, I don't know. I just think it was a little bit like now, maybe that wouldn't be as big a thing, but back then well, I think it was interesting. No, I think it was, I, I think it was miraculous too. I mean, that just, it's, it goes beyond the realm of coincidence, right? I mean, yeah. your parents, adoptive parents lived in LA. They, they were friends of this adoption attorney whom our aunt had used for, for a different situation. And then mom use it, uses it for you. But then this family, your parents then move to Orange County. And when I was mom, five, so they did it. They did. Was it before? So they adopted me. Yeah. They lived in, in Huntington Park when I was adopted and we lived there till I was five. And then you moved and, out to Anaheim. And mm -hmm. when did our mom and my dad, was it 76? I think they purchased the home there on Trevor. So I don't know how old you would have been at 76. Yeah. You would have we been moved in. There. Yeah, we, we had lived there for four years. Yeah. So, so when you were nine, essentially, they bought the house on Trevor Street in Anaheim, which was just a few blocks from where you lived, where you grew up. Yes, literally blocks. So there was, it's really all the same neighborhood. We lived in the condos on one right. side of a school, Rio Vista school. Right. And on the other side were the homes that also pertain to that elementary school. So, you know, really all the same neighborhood. Um, and then, and yeah. Was, was it you or your sister who then went to school with our brothers and sisters, went to high school with them, right? Was it you or your yes, sister? Yes, because Michelle, because my sister, because they were older, okay. um, you know, um, like Lisa was seven when I was born. Okay. And so, um, she, Michelle, my sister remembers riding the bus to either middle school or it must've been high school to Valencia with Greg, Wow. with our brother, Greg, our older wow. brother, Greg. 
But we all played, we all played at Rio Vista Park. We right. all shopped at the Alpha Beta. We right. all, it really was a neighborhood, like a, yeah. you know, a bigger neighborhood. And my best friend um, from the time I was 12 um, probably lived about, I, I haven't counted. I've been, I've been over there lots of times, but it's That's four right. or five houses. That's right. From, from your from house. Us. That's right. Yeah, literally four or five houses away. And I spent from the age of 12 to 18 a lot of, 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 yes. I mean, I probably stayed there more than I stayed at my house. And I mean, that's just, I I don't know. That's just, again, it's beyond a coincidence. It's so cool how, how close you were to us. And at that point, really not ready to meet and we wouldn't have been ready to meet you and you you would have run away and never never tried to find us again at that point <laughs> I would have been afraid <laughs> um, but, but how much I mean you were in our lives even before we realized it it's so powerful so yeah. so growing up you knew that you were you were adopted and um I mean it you know it sounds like you really had a, a really good experience and for that I am I'm really thankful that you, you really did have an opportunity to grow up in a, in a good, stable environment. And um, unfortunately, your mom passed at a, at a young age. How old were you when your adopted mother, mother passed? I was, um, I was 22, okay. 21, 22, and um, she was 52. Okay. So she was young. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was and that? I still, what was oh, that like? Um, that was hard. I, I was actually out of the country when that happened, when I was, um, finishing high school, she had, um, they had found breast cancer mm. and they, um, they took her breasts and they took the lymph nodes and they, you know, did all that they could. And, um, at the time, you know, they said, you know, you, at the time, what they would tell women, and I think this was pretty common was that, you know, there's like a five-year window and it could come back, but if it doesn't within five years, you're probably good. Um, and so, uh, about four years, four years after that, I, or three and a half or so, I left to serve a mission for our church in Chile and I was to be gone for a year and a half. And so when I had been gone a year, um, it came back Mm. and, um, actually not quite a year and it came back. And, um, so she passed and I really never even saw her sick. Um, but she passed, it, it, it all happened pretty quickly, fairly, fairly quickly. And, Um, so it was, it was hard and strained. I mean, the hardest part was, um, I, I didn't come home. She, her desire was that I stay and, um, serve the Lord and keep doing what I was doing. And, and I, there wasn't anything I could have done really back home. Um, and so, so I did that, but, but, you know, I had another six months and, So even though she wasn't writing to me anymore, it still never felt real um, until I got home and then she wasn't there. And, 
Um, and then when you haven't seen somebody sick, you haven't seen the decline, you don't, it's just, you still expect to see them right. and um, have them in your life. And um, so it was really different um, coming home. And um, one of my, one of my good friends had passed while I was gone as well. So it was just a weird, um, hard time right when I got home. Yeah. But uh, then I, I mean, I did have a solid, you know, my, my faith was strong and I had a solid upbringing. And so I was able to move through all those things, but yeah. So uh, a little after that, um, you met, you met your husband, got married and and then moved to, to, was it Colorado or or Utah? Um, We moved to Utah first um, and we lived there um, just almost five years before um we so we so during that time um we wanted to have children and we tried to have children um uh tried a couple of things there wasn't quite the advancements that there are now and Mm. also things were very expensive and we were young married um so we tried a few things and uh it wasn't working so we we decided to adopt which for me was you know no big deal like yeah that's worked out for me. So, um, <laughs> so we, uh, we got on a list with an agency and got going with that. And, um, it was kind of an interesting process because, uh, you know, the birth mothers see these like your portfolio basically, and, and then they choose, you know, who to place their child with. And we, we were with that agency for about a year and a half and we, we didn't, you know, get selected. And, Mm. uh, it was feeling a little, it was, it was hard. Like we didn't Mm. keep baby stuff in the house. It was just, you know, hard. So, but we had seen my uncle, um, who's an attorney in, in Utah. We had seen him at a family reunion and we had talked to him and he had said, well, I, um, I'll look for a baby for you. And we thought, well, thanks. (laughs) Great. Amazing, Is you know, but we, really, yeah, but we really didn't know like how serious to take that or, you know, I didn't know his full background and um, he had, he had managed or uh, helped with a lot of adoptions, which I, I hadn't known, you know, I don't know. I just hadn't really known. So mm. anyway, um, we, so Anyway, then we went along and one morning he called and said, I have this little boy. Oh my God. You want him? Wow. And um, it was just the craziest fall out of the sky wow. kind of blessing. Yeah. Um, and that was a Tuesday morning, I believe. And um, so uh, my husband wasn't home. He, he was actually uh, like downtown Salt Lake doing some research for something. And he was in a, he was in a county building and I, um, my uncle needed to know right away. And so, um, I called this county building and I'm like, have you seen a guy? He's got, you know, he's this guy, he's got glasses, brown hair, you know, describing Bruce and, uh, actually finally somebody, uh, yeah, we've seen, yeah, we know her. So they got him a message and then I was afraid. I can't remember what I told them, but I was afraid 
to say too much because then I don't want him to like get an axe. I'm picturing all these horrible things. Now he's going to get an axe. You know, just all these crazy things that you think. But right. anyway, uh, so he got home. We talked about it. And we uh, we had to borrow some money from my aunt, um, and uh, we we made it happen. So we wow. picked my uncle, my uncle and my cousin's wife um, went and picked up. Um, Ethan from the hospital wow. and brought him over to my uncle's house oh. on Friday of that week. And so we went and picked him up at his home. A newborn? So, like, I mean, just a newborn. Really just right. Oh. He was just born that week. And he had just been born when my uncle called me. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, we, we got him as an infant. We had to do a lot of the, um, a lot of the legwork like that you do with an agency is not transferable to a private adoption. Oh. So we had to do the scariest thing for us is that now we had this baby, we're falling in love with him yeah. and we had to do a home study after the fact, which, and means- so um, they could have like, they had to check us out and make sure that we oh. were suitable parents um, and the state and normally do that and, um, beforehand. But you, it's all done. Yeah. Wow. So we had to do that after the fact. And so Bruce was just, he had a plan. He had a plan to go to Switzerland <laughs> and he was like, we'll get there. It'll be fun. You know, like just if in they case take they take away the baby, if they were going to take yeah, it away, you were yeah. just going to flee. We're just, we'll live our lives. <laughs> It'll be fine. So, <laughs> so oh. yeah, so that was kind of funny, but it, it all worked out. And then we, um, very soon after, um, adopting Ethan, he was six months old. We moved to Colorado, um, to Durango and, um, it was while we were there that um, we started to have a little bit more disposable income. And I remember we got a tax return. Um, and I said, I'd really like to use this money to find, to, to hire someone to find my birth mother. Wow. And um, so, so sorry, that chokes me up a little bit. Mm. So, Anyway, Bruce was fine with that, of course. And so I did that. I found the letter from her last that I wrote that I that I sent to the investigator last night. Can't remember how I found her name, but um, she was in California, and I I sent her a check for three hundred fifty dollars, and I told her what I knew, which which wasn't much. I knew the hospital I was born in, of course, I knew the date, um, and that was all I knew. Really? Um, my, the name that I was given, of course, you didn't know her. That's it. You didn't know mom's Uh -uh. name or anything. No, no. My dad. Um, so after my mom had passed, um, I, I did ask my dad more questions about mom and he, he tried to remember her last name and he remembered that it was McDonald. I don't, you know, I, I've learned as I get older that our memories are just so fallible. Sure. And actually it kind of, to me, like our last, her last name was Leonard or actually at the time it was was Gregory, Gregory. her maiden name was Mickens. And so Mickens is, could be close. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because on the paperwork, I am, it, it does 
in one place say baby mickens. Oh, it so, does? Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh. So maybe that actually makes more sense, but I hadn't ever put that together. That maybe so that's after he had told me that, yeah, I spent countless days, um, you know, this is going to, show how old we are but I you know <laughs> opening up the phone book to the McDonald's and call it's probably a ton right so many so did many you, wait, did you just call flat me. out call them and say hi did you oh yeah you give up a baby for adoption? <laughs> yes I did <laughs> there's you probably still a lot this. of women who are tra- traumatized to this day but I did I would I, if a woman answered, I just flat out asked. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I got nowhere, but, right. um, but it was, I'm yeah, surprised that one of those people said, yeah, um, way back in like, wherever <laughs> you could have found a whole different family, maybe a rich family. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. Dang it. <laughs> so yeah that was interesting but um but so I hired this woman and um so she she I mean I don't remember exactly like I know I sent that like on June 24th of um 1999 wow and um I we had Bruce and I and Ethan had actually been in California just before that for my dad's retirement. And we had had a a summer vacation and then we had gone back to Colorado and then I did that. And within a, I mean, it was within like a couple of days. Wow. um, That she called me and she said, I've, I've got your information. That's incredible. And, it was incredible. I still have the piece of paper that where I made all my notes while I was talking to her, um, scribbling everybody's names and all the dates because she had an insane amount of information. That's really scary Um, back in 99 before the internet is developed. (laughs) Like probably. I know she had moms. Mm -hmm. She knew that, um, like for example, Oh, she had, yeah, she had moms full name, her married name and her social security number. Oh my gosh. And he had, um, you know, Don's information who right. mom had since married, you know, right. after she gave me up for adoption, she did really struggle yeah. rearing those four kids for like another six years right. or no, no, no. It wasn't that long, maybe five. Cause she married your dad 72. in 72. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she was struggling. That was wow. hard times. Right. Um, and so anyway, uh, had had your dad's information, had the kids names. Like I remember specifically, she knew that like the oldest wasn't born in California because she couldn't find a record for Lisa. Wow. But she knew there was she knew there was a child like all these. She had wow. so much. And I was like, so overwhelmed. Mm. Um, I just remember like just, just, just this super overwhelming feeling like, wow, this is so strange. And, um, also she had, um, the last known address, which was around the corner from my best friend. 
Did you, when you found that out, so that would have been the house on Trevor Street. When you found that out, did it click right away? Um, it took it took a very short amount of time. I believe it clicked that night. Um, I remember talking to Bruce and going, this address looks familiar to me. You know, at the time we didn't have the smartphone that I could put, sure. whip out and Google it, right. but it looked very familiar. It was in Anaheim. It had the same zip code. Right. Um, and so it, it, it only took, you know, a short time and it clicked. And I was like, this just can't be, this is wow. just so, so bizarre. So wow. out there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was very overwhelming. All the names were overwhelming. And uh, <laughs> I just thought, I, I can't really remember all the, you know, but some of the thoughts I had were just, um, yeah, they don't need another kid in that family. <laughs> They're good. Um, and then I also, I wondered and I worried if, you know, there would be resentment, mm. if there would be what everybody knew, what right. just so many things that you think about and worry about and don't have any idea what to expect. And I'm, you know, I've had just an, an amazing experience in the positive. And I think so many um, adoptees are not fortunate in that way. And my heart just goes out. Yeah. To them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, so yeah, so I had the information and then I had a, um, she had a phone number um, and she had that address. So um, I didn't know at the time, but you know, you didn't live that you guys didn't live at that address anymore, but the phone number was still good. Um, but the, in, but the, um, the woman who helped me, she suggested to me, um, and she had done a lot of these types of things. And so I followed her advice. She suggested that I write a note to mom and not, like come out and say, Hey, I'm your long lost daughter, but just say, um, this is my name. And I would love to talk to you about this personal matter. Um, could you call me collect, which again, that's dating me, but <laughs> that's so old school. <laughs> nobody, nobody even knows what I'm talking about. I that's fine. <laughs> but basically she wouldn't, she wouldn't have to pay long distance, which also doesn't really exist anymore, but pay long distance fees to call you because she could call collect and it would be charged to you. That's so interesting. Yes, so not yes. even to say um, what it was about. Wow. Yeah, because the investigator really, you know, she said, you just need to be as sensitive as possible because you don't know, you don't, you don't know what anybody else in her life knows. Right. And you certainly don't want her to feel um, exposed or sure. uncomfortable or, yeah. you know, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't want that. And so. So I sent her this note and I, and then I knew about how long the mail took, should have taken, you know, and I, I just watched the phone and the calendar and I day after day and I, it went about two weeks Really, and I, 
couldn't take it another minute. I was just needing to know. And since I had that phone number, um, so I remember taking the phone out. We had a, we had a portable phone. (laughs) People listening can't see it, but your face got all mischievous. We had a portable phone. (laughs) The time was also new, right? Because it's usually, at that time, it's like a cord. Uh, you know, a cord stuck to a wall phone, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. This had no cord. So I remember just not wanting anybody even near me. I just wanted to, to just do this thing. And so yeah. I remember taking a chair out to the back patio um, and sitting there and making the call, calling her. And um, so it, the phone rang a couple of times and she, a, a woman answered and I said, is this, um, I, I think I just said, is this Sandra um, Leonard? And she said, yes, it is. And I said, well, um, I sent you a note a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, my name is Paula. Um, and I just, and I could, I didn't finish the sentence. And she just, sorry. She just started, started saying, sorry, I couldn't even say it. It really was kind of a, it was just such a moment, but she just started saying, praise God, praise God, praise God. I don't know how many times. Um, and she said, um, uh, she just said, oh, you know, my yeah, she, it just clicked because she knew my name was Paula when I was six months old. She had gone. So we didn't say that actually, but when I, so at the time she gave me up, she, she did not have to sign the papers right away. Um, she waited till I was six months old and she met my parents at the attorney's office. And she my wanted, parents told she wanted me to make sure that, that, that you were okay. And that the your parents that I was well cared for. Yeah. Yeah. And so they met her there and they told me that was the scariest day of their life, which I could totally imagine later, you know, needing to possibly move to Switzerland for Ethan. So (laughs) (laughs) this all made sense. Um, So anyway, she just was so excited and um, sweet. And then immediately, and then, you know, mom, you know, she goes, hang on. I've got your sister on the line. She, it was back in the days of call waiting. Again, <laughs> so, so she had, um, was it I can't remember who, I think it was Lisa. I think so was on the other line. That's our oldest sister. Um, so she was on the line and then also, Uh, Christina, she said, was coming down the stairs. And so it was just like all this, I'm, I'm just sitting there outside in Colorado picturing all these things. And I'm like, and then, and then she goes, she clicks over to Lisa, hang on, clicks over. And so my mind is just going, what is she telling them? What is, you know, what do they know? What is she saying? Is she coming clean or is she, you know, I just have no idea what is going on. Um, (laughs) And so, and I wish, 
I wish I had like written down all those crazy things, but I just have these um, pockets of memory. You know, it's been a, it's been a long time now. It's been yeah. um, 23 years. Right. Um, but I do remember those things. And, um, and then she came back and kind of explained uh, who Lisa and Christina were, which I had my little list. And so I was <laughs> like, okay. All right. Um, and so we just talked um, for quite a long time. Um, oh. And uh, I, I took my notes and, and then um, later that summer, um, later that summer, Ethan and I came back out to California um, to meet her and was we it, got to meet. Was it in 99? I thought it was like 2001. Yeah, no, it was, it was, we like, I, I mapped it all out last night because okay. so it was, it, I've never done that before, but it was 99. And this okay. is how I know so, because um, who I met that day was mom and her, her then husband, Don, your dad. I met you and Christina. Okay. And I met Philip, Philip and Michaelina. Uh-huh. And Ecclesia was just little. little. I think She's barely walking. Right. Yeah. Um, and Donnie and James came and they okay. they came. Uh I was already there, I think, when they got there. And Donnie was just pregnant with JJ. Okay. Okay. Yep. Wow. So I met I I like I yep. have the text from JJ's 22nd birthday. I'm going back, you know, so I figured it all out. So <laughs> I, I had to map it all out, but, um, so it was just that summer. Um, wow. so I flew out with just Ethan. It was expensive in that wow. time period to fly. Durango was pretty remote. Um, I remember we had to go through Denver and, uh, with all the baby stuff, it was kind of a nightmare because he was really young. Yeah. But um, we came and you were living in that apartment mm -hmm. in um, Costa Mesa. Was Santa, it Costa Mesa? Santa Ana. Santa, Santa Ana. Yep. Um, and so uh, I, yeah, we can't, I met my sister Michelle came with me that time. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. And I remember, I also remembered last night that, I was like, was Ethan there? Was he not there? But I remembered that um, Michaelina, who is so, so sweet and kind. And this is just like her now that I know her better right. to have done. And she was like, let me take Ethan outside. And so he and uh, she took Ethan and Ecclesia out to oh, play while yeah. the grownups could talk a yeah. bit. Um, and so uh, so that was, yeah, my first meeting. And then. I didn't see any of you again for several years. So I came back out in 2002 okay. because my dad had, my dad had flown up for Bruce's college graduation that morning. Ethan was not feeling great. And there was like a morning and an afternoon kind of two ceremonies. And so I said to my, I said to Bruce, you and dad go to the morning and then come back and get us and I'll, you know, pump him up with medication or whatever. <laughs> and we'll go, we'll all go to the, when he, when you, when I think it was the walking 
part. I can't, you know. Well, don't know yeah, probably, details, uh, probably like a baccalaureate ceremony and then maybe a, the graduation ceremony. Later. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they went up to Salt Lake. We lived in North Ogden, about 45 minutes north of Salt Lake. They drove down to Salt Lake for that morning ceremony, went to it. And before they could get back to the freeway in Salt Lake, my dad had a heart attack oh in the car gosh. with Bruce and for all intents and purposes died. Oh my gosh. Um, Bruce got him up to the hospital and they brought him back. Wow. Um, it was, I don't think I knew crazy. that. Wow. Yeah. And it was really such a blessing that Ethan and I hadn't been with, like, it just, it was just, you know, the Lord just yeah. orchestrated that. Yeah. And so, um, so from that time we had my dad in Utah, he didn't live with us, but we had him in, you know, an assisted living and whatnot, okay. um, after he recovered. Okay. And so once that was decided, which was a little later into the summer, I went down and my sister and I cleaned out his condo. Okay. Okay. And that was um, stressful. Um, we, they had lived in that condo since 1972. Wow. And it was, you know, had a lot of stuff and a lot of memories. And right. um, so I, I contacted mom and, and you guys were actually going to come over and I can't remember what happened, but it was also just this really, in my mind, it was a really chaotic mm -hmm. feeling sure. doing that, cleaning out. It was hard. Sure. Um, and so uh, anyway, I didn't get to see you all that trip. So I don't think um, I saw you all again until um, the summer of 2008. Well, no, it was uh, dad's funeral. My dad's funeral. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so. So 2000. Oh, yeah. So that's when it was, right. Okay. okay. So we went back to Utah. That's right. So went back to Utah, took care of my dad. He was only with us another um, year and a few months. Wow. Um, and had a stroke and passed. Um, and then there was just things you know Ethan was young and sure. whatever just so many crazy things and so I hadn't made it back I hadn't come back to California at all um and then I got a call from mom and um she said I know you can just hear her saying this <laughs> I know <laughs> that it might be a little awkward but <laughs> But um, she, well, she called, she told me that Dawn had passed and I'll, obviously I was offering my condolences and this and that. And we talked for just a minute. And then she said, I know it might be a little bit awkward, but everyone's going to be here for the funeral. And there were, I hadn't met Lisa or Sharon or Greg or Aaron. I hadn't met Kevin, Daniel yeah. or Kevin. Right. And spouses, I hadn't met any nieces, nieces and, nephews. and nephews. Right. Um, so there were a lot of people I, had, I didn't know yet. <laughs> this is a big family. So I guess we should say that too. So so we said that mom had 
four kids and then me. And then in 1972, she met and married Don. He brought Kevin into the marriage who was, who was also interestingly enough adopted adopted, by, by Don and his first wife. Right. And then they proceeded to have five more kids. <laughs> <laughs> so our mom bore 10 children, oh, but there are 11. Yes. Yeah. Insane. It's a big Insane. family. <laughs> so yeah. And here I am just having grown up with Michelle. So it was a lot, it was a lot to take in. <laughs> so when so, she told you that, what were you, were you thinking like, um, was it overwhelming at all to think that you were going to see everybody? It was so, it was so overwhelming. And I really felt very sick to my stomach and unsure mm. and uncomfortable and 10 other things. And I just, um, I, I felt, you know, having gone through my parents' funerals um, already or having lost my mom and you know, my dad, um, I was just really uncomfortable with coming in and being possibly being this focal point at your dad's funeral. Like I just did not really want that. Yeah. Um, and I think I expressed some of that to mom, but maybe not too much because I didn't know her that well yet, Mm -hmm. you know, like it wasn't like, um, I don't know. It was just, you know, still very new. Right. Um, and so she, but I, I do recall that she assured me that, um, she had asked the kids Mm -hmm. and, um, they, they wanted me to come. And, um, and so I, yeah, I spent, I spent the next couple, I I made arrangements to come. Um, I spent the next couple of days, like making a song about everybody's names. So I would remember them (laughs) in my head. Yes. So. (laughs) Okay. Because I thought that would be the worst possible thing here. Hello, I'm at your dad's funeral. I I can't remember your name, who you are. Yeah. So um, <laughs> really just such a funny oh. thing. But um, but yeah, there was a lot of you. So uh, <laughs> so I I I remember um I remember getting ready and I, you know, uh, got the plane ticket and flew down went to my best friend Tracy's house to stay over. And um, this was probably the, it it was the day before at the funeral. And so we got talking, you know, and what are you going to wear? You know, I said, I don't know. What, uh, what do you think? You know, come and look at my suitcase. So we opened my suitcase and I had a box with a pair of shoes in it, a bra. I think I had a slip. And I think I had a brush. It was like, that was all I brought. Like I was mentally, seriously in distress. I mean, I think I had like, cause if you've ever seen me pack for a trip, that is 
like the extreme opposite. You, you, and you so, pack everything. Like you're good. You know what you need. I, You've got a, a, a I, thousand yes. different things. You pack everything. I have a comprehensive. <laughs> and I can I can suitcase. picture this suitcase. Just, just yes. random stuff. It's really random stuff. Yeah. Maybe and, a bathing um, suit I, or like a parka or. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. And I, I was just wow. like, where's. What did I not like? What? Wow. What was I thinking? But I just wasn't. I was just so. I think the mental stress really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it got into me. It was so strange. Wow. And so I remember we went shopping. We went to um, uh, we went to uh, that mall um in Santa Ana. Oh, uh, main um, place or south coast? We went to main place. It was main place, but it wasn't main place yet. But okay. it's what became main place. And we went there and we went, I remember being in um, the Broadway store until they were literally kicking us out. <laughs> and we were, I was trying on every possible thing Aww. and no, they'll think I'm too this. They'll think I, that makes me look fat. They'll think they have a chunky Aww. sister, which, you know, anyway, <laughs> no, 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 you know, I just like had to be the very perfect thing. And now I look at the pictures and go, how did I end up with that? But anyway, it was fine. So, I thought it looked good. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a crazy night. I remember just, yeah. Uh, anyway, so so the next day, Tracy came with me to the funeral. And I remember we came in and um, sat down in the church. And... Um, I was just trying to be inconspicuous. I was, you know, wanting, wanting to shrink, you know, just, just nobody look at me, just look, you know, and, and then Lisa came in and she came in like the, like the opposite side from where, where it was seated, like the opposite aisle. And, you know, you have to kind of imagine like she, well, first of all, she was seven and, you know, she had seen mom pregnant and she and Sharon were so excited to be able to like play with the baby and dress up the baby and all these things. And then she came home without me. And so, um, she, you know, she just had kind of, it was hard for her. Yeah. And so now here, all these years later, you know, she was really excited. And so she you? like came in and um, she came, I think probably, I'm pretty sure mom pointed me out, but anyway, she came like in and like, I saw me and like walked fast, like all the way around to where I was sitting. And she said, you look just like Lisa Loeb. Do you remember who, <laughs> was, she's a singer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, thank you. And uh <laughs> And we, I'll just, I'll never forget that about that Aww. day. She was just so, she was just so sweetly, emotionally excited yeah. to meet me. And yeah. it just felt so warm and welcoming and yeah. just great. And um, so, so yeah, we got through that day, we took <laughs> the pictures, all the family pictures with me and them and, um, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm so thankful. I have those pictures now. Um, they're so valuable to me. Um, the only time because I, 
That's the only picture I have with all of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one. Yeah. So, cause we've since lost two siblings. Right. So, yeah. So it was, it was good. It was, you know, it was, it was what it was. I remember getting out of the car at the cemetery and um, everybody kind of starting to walk over to the plot. And um, I remember Greg was walking ahead of me and I remember saying, Hey, come and hug me. I'm your sister. And um, he, Greg's a little bit quiet, you know, You're saying and that he's to like, him. okay. <laughs> you were saying that to him? Yeah. I said, Hey, come over and hug me. I'm your sister. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he did. And uh, he's a great hugger to this day. He's a great hugger. Um, but yeah, it's just little glimpses of things that I remember from that day. I remember um, talking to you in the line um, inside the, uh, I guess it was the kind of the building at the cemetery mm-hmm. um, where there was little reception. I remember, remember what you were wearing. Wow. Um, so I, I don't really, re- you know, there's just a few things that I remember very yeah. clearly. That's yeah. one of them. But um, so that's when I met the whole family and, um, and then uh, the, the, one of the great things is that then a couple years later, we moved from Utah to California. Right. And um, with both of my adoptive parents being gone, um, it was such a blessing to us to have you all there. Right. And we were able to really get to know, really get to know everybody by spending holidays and, right. you know, special occasions together and just, you know, inviting each other to be part of each other's lives. And, right. um, that was just such a blessing to us, to me, to Bruce and to Ethan, um, who he, he has cousins. My sister has two boys. So he had a couple of cousins, but, um, you know, now he's got, you know, thousands count. <laughs> I don't know how many, got so many. So. <laughs> so yeah, it, um, it was, it was neat. It was neat. Well, stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of Paula's amazing story as she shares about finding her birth father, finding additional siblings she didn't know that she had, and bringing the story just full circle and God using her to minister to others in this, her own journey, her own soul story. And so make sure to join us next time. Thanks for being part of this uh, episode 10, part one. We will have you and talk to you next time.